0: You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and Americanamusicmagazine.com. I'm your host Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Michael and Juliette Danalo both attended Berkeley, just not at the same time. They've both had their own musical career and just found each other a little later in life. Now as the Danalos, They have their much-anticipated, self-titled debut album together, a 16-track collection. They both join me on this edition of Americana Music Profiles as we talk about their new music and their journey to finding each other. I have with me Michael and Juliet on the podcast today. Welcome, guys. Thanks for joining us.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Good to be Thanks for having us. Good to be here.
0: And you guys are in Massachusetts. We were chatting a few minutes before we got started. How long have you been there? Is that home?
2: Well, yeah. It is, but we've, we've been kind of back and forth over the past four years uh, in Nashville, but we came back. You know, we, we haven't really been doing too much in Nashville because of COVID. Sure. You know? Yeah. So, so we're back here, and, um, you know, we, we still go back and forth, but just not as much.
0: Okay. So that's kind of mm-hmm. a regular commute then for you guys?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. We love, we love it, but it's just not. It's so, you know, we've got Annabelle who's. Uh, and she's not vaccinated yet, so we're right. not ready
1: to okay. get yet sure. until she gets her. So, yeah. it's, a long, it's a long
0: commute. It is, yeah. It's a long commute from <laughs> Virginia. So <laughs> I can yeah. imagine. Yeah, okay. Do, do you have residence there? Or, or just Rush Hour sucks. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we did have a residence. We actually had a, an apartment for the past three years, but we um, we gave it up in September because it just didn't make any sense. Right. You know, to, to hold on to rent, and um, it was great. It was right in the East Nashville, right? Like, maybe a mile and a half from downtown.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay.
2: On the East side, which is a really cool... East Nashville is really... It's it fun. is. It's really good. Yeah. It's where all the musicians hang out and live. Right, and
0: yeah. yeah. Nobody
2: has a draw. <laughs> Everybody's from <laughs> somewhere else.
0: So, you guys have been together how long?
2: We've, we've been together about 11 and a half years, but married 10.
0: Okay, and did I read correctly? You guys met in school, or no? No. Okay.
1: No, we both went. We both went to Berkeley, but at different times. Okay, that's where I Boston. got
0: that from. Okay, cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, we met in the clubs in Boston.
0: Okay, and been playing together ever since. You guys ha- had a musical journey of your own then, out outside of being together.
2: Yeah, Michael's been in the business a lot longer than I have. I, I, when I. You know, right after Berkeley, I I got married to my first husband, and I didn't do any music for almost a good 10 years.
0: Mm, okay.
2: And, yeah, you know, I mean, it was just, I was in a bad It was just not a good place, you Mm -hmm. know. And uh, Mm -hmm. when I came out of the, you know, the marriage, and then I spent a lot of time by myself, that's when I started getting back into music, and um, I just started writing. Boom. Hmm. Who knew? And then all I started writing these songs, and they were really, really good. You know, every song they were really good. And most of them were co writes at first, but then I just started, it just exploded. And I, my first record was released. It was recorded, we started it in 2005, and then, you know, finally got out and released by 2013. And okay. that was no regret. Yeah. And I just haven't stopped writing since. So it was a little bit of a late boomer. But knew I wanted to be in music, yeah. and then just took a sabbatical, and you know, floundered. I <laughs> think a lot of us do in our twenties, you
0: know. Sure, yeah, yeah, trying to figure it all out. <laughs>
2: well, yeah, I'm just, you know, trying to get the courage to really do it. Yeah. you know. Yeah. And, uh, but being uh, being alone is like the the, the best thing, and and um, I, I always like to say that to you know young young women who feel like they need to settle down. It's like no, no, live your dreams.
0: Yeah, right. Don't get too
2: young, seriously, yeah. because the best thing I did was to spend time, you know, a good five years by myself and just, you know, working and writing songs. Sure. It awesome. Yeah. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. It's hard to do that when you're, uh, regardless of the situation, when you're with someone yeah. else, it's hard to uh, take a good hard look at yourself and figure out who it is you want to be. For sure,
2: because there's a lot of distractions, you know. And right. sometimes that's the reason why you jump into it.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't realize it, you know. Yeah, yeah.
2: But Mike, Michael's journey in the music started way before me, and he was a lot more, I'll let him tell, but, you know. But that's where, where it started for me. Yeah. For the most
1: part.
0: So, so Michael, what, you, you, you were you were involved in a lot of things early on, right, in your career?
1: Yeah. I, I grew up. Outside of Cleveland, I started playing in bar bands when I was about 15 or 16, and then I moved to Boston when I was 18 to go to Berkeley, and I never went back to Ohio. And then, um, I guess I started on the road in about 1998 or 89, somewhere in there,
0: and then, yeah,
1: just been there ever since. Yeah, and a lot of different bands, and... Produced a lot of different records. Okay. Spent a lot of time in Europe, and you know, he produced a guy
2: in Europe uh, who was the, a pretty good pop star over in Norway. The Norway, yeah, yeah, and William Hut, and he got some recognition for that, mm-hmm. which is really good.
0: Yeah,
1: a gold uh, record. Yeah, right. Golden platinum records. Yeah. yeah, number That's
0: awesome. Yeah.
1: So he he he... produced Eddie Floyd's comeback record, just Uh Yeah, a lot of cool things.
0: So you guys met, I think you said about uh, 11 years ago, um, did you start out playing music or is that something that came along?
2: Well, after? it's actually really, it's, it's a little bit more interesting than that and I'll go way back. When I was married to my first husband, my first husband's best friend ended up being Mike's roommate at Berkeley.
0: Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> so
2: it was like a, like, you know, all these degrees of separation, right? Yeah. And so I knew, I knew this guy really well. And, um, and I worked at a place in Marble, as they say, I'm going to say it properly Marblehead, but they call it Marblehead, you know. Uh-huh. And, um, and it was a place that had blues bands. And, uh Mike used to play there all the time. And I remember seeing the Radio Kings listed, you know, and I, I would work, you know, sometimes the bar, or, you know, uh, waitress and, or cocktail at the end of the night. And, you know, we were in the same place at the same time, but we don't remember each other. Mm. And and that was you know years ago years and years and years ago and uh, you know as we got to know each other we started uh, uh, we started playing in the same you know clubs in, in Cambridge and uh, Somerville and there was a, you know, a lot of lot of clubs there that we played a little circuit and I you know I was playing with a um, Juliet actually digging the dirt was the name of my first band and mm. then Mike started playing with me more and I, cha- I I stopped working with the guy I was writing with because um, he just didn't have a lot of time. And so I changed the band name to Juliet Malone from Romeos. And, you know, and then we started playing together more, and, you know, we hit it off. And But then we'd have these conversations about these places. You know, yeah, I used to hang out at this at place called Dog <laughs> Street in, in Salem. I'm like, I was there all the time. We both knew the owner really well. I wow, mean, it, that's cool. It was cool. Really weird. Yeah. It was yeah. really weird.
0: That's cool. That's cool.
2: Yeah. And then, you know, we kind of hit it off, and we hit it off. It was, you know. Been, it's, honestly, it's been great. It's not, it's, marriage is not easy, everything's always a challenge, sure. but, you know, we, yeah. we work it out, yeah. you know, yeah. it's nice to be with somebody who you can work things out with, and we love to write together and support each other, and, you know, it's good.
0: So, the, the new record that you guys have out, is this your debut record together?
2: It is, okay. yeah. I mean, we've done work together, but, you know, him as the producer and me as the artist,
1: uh-huh.
2: and or my my former band, and... um this is the first time we decided to collaborate like that and it it kind of unfolded on its own and i was writing i was working on an lp long play and he was working on a little extended play and he had like six songs or something like that and um there was one song that i had written that i couldn't figure out how to get right and i just said we had initially done it as a bluegrass and this is the the song um
0: lemonade Mm,
2: And, and it worked it wasn't working. It just wasn't working, and the vocals were just not, it just wasn't working. So we, we Mike had the idea of making it more like a Johnny Cash train thing, more yeah. straight train country. And and that was really cool. So we redid the basics, you know, a scratch vocal. And then when we were going to go in and do the vocals, I said, well, you know what it would be cool is maybe we'll get Annabelle, who's our daughter, to go in and sing because she's got an incredibly nice voice, hmm. a good pitch,
1: beautiful yeah. voice. Cool.
2: And And so she sang like four times through the song. And they were so good; it was so strong that I was like, "All right, she's got the lead to leave for this." And that kind of made us start thinking maybe we should do like a family album and just condense everything together. You ah, know, okay. he
0: had songs yeah. she was
2: working on that other people sang, and but she could work into a different EP later on.
0: Yeah,
2: and it, and the, and it just worked out. You know, it seemed like the right thing to do. And our daughter is getting more comfortable singing. You know with us and wants to do it so yeah that's we're, gonna neat. Do enough, we're gonna do another <laughs> one next year we're gonna we're riding away and trying to get some new material and I throw some covers on there that she likes and uh
0: yeah so it's, it's really fun yeah yeah that sounds <laughs> fun that's, that's awesome yeah we're going to pause for just a moment we'll be right back welcome back to the interview I was listening to some of the tracks and I there was this almost a Tex-Mex feel um, coming through. Um, I, I don't know if that's just how I heard it or if that was intentional. What were the influences for the music on this record?
1: I don't know. It it was written over a span of a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like some of the songs, like one of the songs, "Fine Time of Year," I wrote with one of my friends in Boston, Tim Gear. We wrote that song in 1999. Oh wow! Okay. And then um, I've had some some of these instrumental ideas kicking around for like the one that closes out the record I think I've had that idea you know 15 years and there's all kinds of different little things that come into play and I suppose I suppose I could I could hear where you you hear the little bit of Tex-Mex stuff with the accordion yeah yeah yeah,
0: that's probably um, yeah
1: uh there's some
2: bounciness to the song you've got some really good you know players on that record and it's it's nice. <laughs> nice to play with these guys in Nashville. It really is.
1: It's, it's funny, you know, as as time goes on, things become less uh, driven by genres or stylistic changes. Right. It's just... I'm the same way. It's just kind of like... That's the way it comes out. Yeah, and we, we actually were talking about this um, after the record was finished back late last fall. And... Um, it was uh, when the world was mine we were talking about it. Mm-hmm. and it's like sometimes when you write a song, the song dictates how it's gonna sound
2: hmm.
1: yep. and yeah. it doesn't really matter what you do to it you know we've like with that song in particular we, we used a bunch of different guitars and we tried different things we had a piano and and it pretty much no matter what we took away or added to it, it had its own constant to it. Mm-hmm. Its own sonic, sonic, sonic constant, I guess yeah. that's
2: the word. Yeah. So, a lot of overtones, and, you know, if that just happened. It wasn't, like, intentional. The things that Mike did that were more intentional were, you know, trying to m- manipulate the sound to do more like a 70s, 60s, 70s rock record, you know, like pulling the vocals down instead of having them way up front, um, mm-hmm. you know, more like where the snare drum is. And, you know, so they, you know, like they were like, should we make it like a Jackson Brown sound right. or, you know, something like that. And, and I was all over all of it. I thought that was really cool. So it does have its kind of own unique yeah, sound to it. Some of it was manipulated, but some of it, it just kind of comes out the way it comes sure.
0: out. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Just, the, the organic the is starter. nice. Yeah, Yeah.
1: It's a, it's a very guitar-heavy record. Probably the most guitar-heavy record I've made in a long, long time. Okay. Whether, whether my own record or producing Juliet or producing other people. It's, mm-hmm. it's more guitar-centric hmm. than oh. a lot of them. Even though it's got other instruments on it, you know, lots of keyboards
0: and mm-hmm.
1: steel mm-hmm. guitar and fiddles sure, yeah. and accordion and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great slide guitar on the first It's got um, Yeah, it's just more of a guitar record.
0: And you guys put a uh, few more songs on there than normal than, than what most people put yeah. on the record. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, as a producer, I usually like to keep records for certain songs, but you know, when we were combining two records, it was, you know, we weren't going to flip coins to see which one was going to get cut. Yeah, so we just, we just, you know, basically what we did was we took the record that Juliet was working on over a couple of years. Um, we added. The cover of the Fleetwood Mac song in, and then I took the stuff that I was working on, which was going to be my second EP, and I cut out all the vocal tunes that weren't hers, and we just combined the two records.
0: Cool. Okay. And it's just out, right? Uh, last month, March.
1: Yeah. 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 March twenty sixth. Okay.
0: Have you had a chance to take this music out in its current form uh, out into the public?
1: Only, only via streaming. Yeah. <laughs> So we haven't been able to do any live gigs, but
2: we've been, we've done, um, some, we did two live streams with, uh, backup singers. So it was Michael, myself, uh, Amber Caceres, who's from math and, uh, Anita Suhannon, who sang with me on Dream Girl, those two. Okay. And they, um, so we did, a you know, like an hour set for South by Southwest party through our publicist. And then we did, you know, a city release party. And, um, they both were really good. I mean it's nice to have just like the guitar mm-hmm. and then three and three part harmony. <laughs> it's really
0: really nice. We've got another one of those coming up on May fifteenth. May fifteenth, we're doing another one. Do you have some plans uh, long range to get out in public? Oh, are yeah. are the things starting to cook? And are you guys gonna do that as a duet or do you will you take a band out? Hopefully both.
1: Yeah. Hopefully both, yeah. We spent most of 2019, uh, the end half of 2018, and almost all of 2019, um, touring on Juliet's Dream Girl record.
0: Okay. And it
1: was just the two of us in a car, you know, mm-hmm. and going around doing radio stations and clubs and wherever they would have us play. We, we played all over pretty much the eastern part of the country from okay. the Mississippi East. So, um, yeah, we'll get back out there. Yeah, yep. i you like get back to
2: the and um, hopefully, you know, do some, some performances like we did before, and um, it's uh, it's probably not going to be till the fall so we really hit it harder. Right,
0: that's what we're hearing. You know, too, yeah. but we
2: have 15 tracks to work with, so we can have, you know, we've got two singles out, we could have another couple singles out, you know, we can stretch it out a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. You
2: know,
0: why not? <laughs> right, right, yeah.
2: <laughs> Keep it alive as long as we can. Sure. And we meet them. We're yeah. planning on... Doing another one, hopefully by January we can start recording.
0: Okay, that was going to be my next question if you had, had something else in the works behind it. Yeah, we're going to keep
2: going with oh, the brand, yeah. the Danellos. I mean, our daughter, you know, she's growing up in it, and I think as long as she wants to do it, and even if she doesn't, we can still do it, Mike and I, and keep that name. Yeah. You
0: know. Do you all have other things <laughs> that you do, or is uh, you know outside? Oh, yes, yeah. yeah, some side projects or that kind of thing?
2: Well, I do. I have a, you know, well, I I had a lot of work, but a lot of it dwindled because of COVID. I've been a fitness professional for a long time, so I teach, you know, all sorts of fitness classes. But uh, Jump Sports International is the one that owns Boston Sports Club, and they, um, you know, they had to lay everybody off, and then they had gotten themselves in a lot of trouble by not... uh, by not refunding people and mm-hmm. uh, charging them dues and everything like that, so it's a kind of a big deal. But Town Sports International, is big. They have Washington Sports Club, New York Sports Club, Boston Sports Club. Um, I believe the Philadelphia. Yeah, Philadelphia. Um, I can't remember for sure, but anyway, it was. A, I used to do that, and that, that I got laid off there. And then I have another business where I'm an agent. Uh, agency and I do aftermarket products for new automobiles. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I, I do that part time.
0: So when did you say the next streaming event was that you guys? May fifteenth. May fifteenth. Okay. Um,
1: we don't have a time yet, but uh, it'll be on our Facebook page and our, our website.
0: Okay. And and uh, a a bit of a calendar starting to starting to shape up. Then coming up soon to get out.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think we'll probably be looking at September, really. Yeah, um, our managers working on that for us right now. Um, and we'll we'll see, you know we'll see what the fall brings and into twenty twenty
2: two. Yeah, it's hard to navigate it, it, the COVID because it's so uncertain. I mean, it, it's looking like it's going to be better, but
0: you right. know, so I mean, unpredictable. It really right, I know. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, you, know, you
2: just want to. I don't really want to travel with my daughter until she's vaccinated, so we're hoping that will happen over the summer.
0: Yeah, that's good. So this is a self-titled debut, right, the Denalos? Yep. Yep, okay. And out now, Uh, folks want to get in touch with you guys, they want to listen to the music, maybe reach out and get something on the calendar um, or or figure out where you guys are going to be. What's the best way to do all of that?
1: Uh, Our website, uh, thedenalos.com. Yep. We have everything available there. We also have,
2: you know, like a we have a little store that has merch if they're interested if people are interested in in merch. We have t shirts and stuff like that. And um but they can access all of the information, latest information on the website. And they can they can get the record on any platform that people stream or buy music on. Yeah,
0: cool. And that is D I N A L L O S, correct? Good. The novels. Yes. Awesome. Yep. Well, thank you guys very much. This has been awesome to talk Perfect. to you and learn about your music, and I certainly hope that you can get out soon, and yeah, um, me too. <laughs> and, and share the music with uh with the rest of us out here. It's good stuff. I'm looking I can't forward to wait.
2: It. I can't wait. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, well, thanks a bunch. I, this has been great. All right.
2: Thanks, Jack. You're thank it. you very welcome. Thank you. You have a great day.